This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that I'm pretty sure could take a push from Nikola Jokic. Like, his, only his offhand and not a full extension, but we, we probably could. Uh, I'm, I'm Joe Public, uh, joined by our uh, guest host, Rain Man. Uh, Rain guest Man, host? I, uh, I'm just saying words. I'll be He's honest. He's going to do it. We're just going to do it live. You know what? I already said it. I don't think I can take it back with our guest host, Rain Man, however you want to interpret that. Uh, Rain Man, have you made any money in these NBA playoffs? Because I've been getting hosed. I have made quite a bit of money on these NBA playoffs, sort of reading the live lines, which some of these spreads have been that's insane. Never, like that's seven, never dangerous. <laughs> seven to nine point spreads. Tonight was a great example. Uh, 7.5% spread for Philly. Philly's up 14 halfway through the second quarter. Live money line minus 130 for Philly. Hammer, 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 hammer. Joel Embiid's playing well. It's a 14-point lead. Who cares that the spread was originally 7.5? That doesn't matter as much in the NBA as it might matter in a college football game where you have huge talent mismatches. And that's just reading the slips, baby. Use the eye test and the NBA playoffs works. People get hot. It's a real thing. And Capper, other in the podcast, I saw you shaking your head. What do you not like about what Rain Man said? <laughs> big big time in the market vibes. But it's not because the hot hand is real in the NBA. Like we saw what happened with Lonnie Walker the fourth in the fourth quarter. He could not miss a shot. To bet against that would be insane. You can't just law of large numbers do not apply in the NBA playoffs to certain specific situations. Look, we've been in the gambling Oops. game enough to know that whenever someone says, I have a system, you just got to believe them, right? You got to believe them. What's Lonnie a nickname for? Lonathan. Leonard? I don't that think it's Lonathan. I hope it's Lonathan. <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. I'm. Uh, this is Ben, your bookies, wife. I'm Joe Public. Uh. Rain Man's still trying to clarify the, the whole Lonnie situation. Uh, let's go to Lonnie Walker's Wikipedia real quick. Uh, the BYBW Investigation Unit is checking in at this moment. Uh, it, it looks like Lonnie might have been his birth name. It's just his name. Great name. Huh. huh. Do you it's think like his nickname kid, is Lonathan? It's like naming your kid Teddy instead of Theodore. You know, it's sort of implied. Why not give him the optionality of switching between, you know? I guess it's working out for him. He's in the finals. Uh, but good English, for Lonnie. English and old German origin. Huh. Is this Can the, you use it in a sentence, ready, though, Capper? We're getting ready for the spelling bee. Oh, should we do a spelling bee episode this year? <laughs> yeah, we get, should. We're yeah, going to do that. Beaver's cap. Yep. <laughs> the meaning of Lonnie is ready for battle. And he was last night. We can, we're great. gonna need to think of more create. We're gonna need to think of a more creative system for a spelling bee than just you and Cap because I don't think that's gonna words. go off. Well. Unless I handicap the words, <laughs> and I give you like logaria 
And then I give Capper uh, four. Either one. <laughs> Either. Whatever way you want to spell it. There's, there's three ways, buddy. Oh, man. There's so many. Uh, you know, you'd probably go F-O-R-E. Have us all sweating. Add the extra that would, letter without us. That would. You'd like that. That's a heat check. That's a heat check when you add the extra E. What was the spelling bee words that you guys got out on? I won the spelling bee. That's Poor just shit. not true. <laughs> Bullshit. Fuck it, off. No, you didn't. At my elementary school, I won. Oh, out of What? Was it, were you homeschooled? <laughs> <laughs> I... Hey, you know. <laughs> Sorry, I, that was pretty. That was a good roast. I'm actually I really happy. Know, I mean, sure. No, but what I'm was not, the word? Not, what was the word? I'm you not here to on? brag. What was the I'm word not, you went on? If you won, you'd remember the word. Yeah, hemisphere. Fuck you. right now. That's so stupid. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I don't need to prove myself to you. Spell jackals. hemisphere, you idiot. Spell hemisphere. <laughs> you fucking right hyenas. Now. Spell hemisphere. <laughs> Close your mouth. Dude, you're so upset because this is the thing you're like most proud of yourself ever, and we're laughing about it. You want us to genuinely be proud of you? <laughs> hey, Capper, what no, lines I, I divide the hemisphere? Name both. The equatorial. The equator, sure. What's the other one? <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't the know. time one. The time one. <laughs> <laughs> Greenwich Mean Timeline. Yeah. <laughs> The Prime Meridian. Right? Prime Meridian. Prime Meridian, yeah. Uh, all right, we're definitely doing a that's spelling bee. Spe- that's fun with fifth grade facts. Uh, that's geography, <laughs> though. We'll yeah, do a spelling geography. bee. It's related, though. Should... You said hemisphere. We're going to do a spelling bee, and we're going to bring on some friends of the pod for that one. Maybe a cameo or two. What I think we, we should make it a whole What are we going to spell, thing. though? I'll figure it out. Uh, names? It should be, like, coaching names. We'll figure it out. Rayman, what word did you get out on? Automatopia. Multiple. What? No, no you way. can't spell that. Yeah, That's you can't bullshit. spell that. Wait, nobody asked you to spell that. Fifth grade. No one asked. No, absolutely. Way. That's no exactly way. the kind of word they ask in a fifth grade spelling bee. Onomatopoeia. Yeah, you like learn that in fourth grade, and then you have to spell it in fifth grade, but you can't because it's impossible. Sp- I, all I know about onomatopoeia is that it ends with some like voodoo it's horseshit. Like P A E. I bet you know yeah, one more. I bet you know one more thing about onomatopoeia. That automatopoeia is an automatopoeia. How many times Spell have you heard it. that? Spell I can't. Right now. I can't. Right now. Disgusting. Uh, <laughs> I don't right even now. know what O N M A H P E I A. I'm so off. You want to know? <laughs> I missed the whole thing. You know what? You know what I got out on? Still upset about it. Uh, dumbbell. Oh shit! That's a tough one, right? Oh no! That's a tough one. Ooh, D U M B E L L. Two B's, no, buddy. Two B's, buddy. It's two B's. It's two B's. Stupid. Especially okay. if you said like you. So it's dumbbell. It's dumbbell. Who? And of course, okay, I was so, meathead invented that one. So true, true, very true story. I missed the word. Kid had a chance <laughs> to beat me. He failed. Then I answered win. It's over. You got a second so, bite yeah, at the apple? That kid choked. Wait, did you get two chances to spell hemisphere and they give you a new word? <laughs> no, it was a new... It, so he that was his word to win, and then I spelled it and I win. Nice. So you got to see him fuck it up, and then you get to spell oh, it? Oh, that's, that's sick. So, that's, yeah, that's, that's sweet. Awesome. I'm pretty that's, sure that's how it works. 
Well, we're gonna, Capper. Congrats, Capper. Capper. Uh, Capper, I'm sorry I'm making fun of you for four. I feel bad about it now. It was a lot funny. I, I was laughing at it when you thought oh, it was funny. No, it's fine. I, I lost in the first word of the next round. I don't even follow you. Are you drinking or are you just tired, brother? Oh, Both. man. I feel like that's a good segue. Should we even talk about sports? Do you just want to talk about succession? Let's just dive um, in. Just a, a small mention of the king, please. LeBron's the, good. Okay, whatever. The way he directs traffic. Oh, oh man. He's going to be a traffic cop in his next life. Year 20. On the verge wow. of the Western Conference Finals. Oh, wow. We're the, the brink. only... Wow, what a brave take. Uh, they were the 12th, 11th seed the entire season. We were shitting on them. You were shitting on them maybe more than anybody. No, I always believed. That's you. I'm not going to look through the receipts for that, but I know it's not true. No one was listening if it wasn't true. Uh, if no one I'm was a little worried that cause... AD's injured. I think that could be it... a problem going forward in the series. He did very bad in the second half. Actually, he didn't do bad. He just didn't do anything. And that was intentional, it looked like, because they stopped feeding him the ball. I'm worried he lost some of his hops on uh, one of the times he went to the floor. We'll see how that plays out on Wednesday. I will be on Golden State for that reason. A kid from Akron. Okay. All right, we done? Did we need to talk about I, I, Well, I was really congrats worried. Congrats to Bronny. I was really worried if we didn't talk about lebron here no other sports outlet would so i'm glad we i'm glad we busted that open just got to give your props i don't even know what needs to be said <laughs> there's nothing to be said you guys go to ba- breaking lebron james good at basketball i did i did look up very one good inter- did look up one interesting thing and i just like google it randomly he's 38 this year it's the same year jordan came back and played with the wizards uh, and was completely washed, and, essentially. And sucked. Yeah. Like, and was uh, trash. That context, I think, in the LeBron-Jordan debate, uh, the fact that he's played in the NBA longer, like Jordan took years off, too. LeBron, he's been hurt, he's never stopped, and all he's been is fucking trucking it. Sad, though. Nobody nobody respects it. And he's never, he's never gotten any recognition. He's he never, never gotten any due for what he's done. His nickname six is... 6-1 against Steph Curry in his last seven playoff games. His nickname is Without just the King. Without KD. The King? Why not the God? Why are we... <laughs> why do we refuse... Why do we limit our effusive praise of LeBron? Okay, are we done here? We're uh, definitely done here. <laughs> let's talk about... Uh, okay, we can talk the about... The best show on television. The best show on television. Yellow Jacket's also pretty good, but nothing... No, stop. Barry Dave. is very good. I'll you mention catch Dave, up on Barry. Dave's so good. Uh, Dave is great. But uh, I'll mention Maisel. I'm not afraid. Succession. Not in the same great. league. Succession. No, but I'll mention it. But right, this, isn't good what show. this episode. This is not what this episode is. The about. Bears That's coming back soon. Can you shut sweet. the fuck up? Uh, I won't say a word about Ted Lasso. Tailgate. Tailgate. Shut t- stop t- that t- up. Oh, right. that was too low. Are wow. we going to derail this whole podcast talking about how much we hate Ted Lasso again? Because I will. And if you want to talk about it, let's just go into Space Jam 2. Y'all let's see that clip? Y'all Jam see 2. that clip of the locker room about the nudes? Is there more we want to say about Avatar 2? Is there just, more that we need to Just delete it. Joe, just delete it. Just delete it. Man. Uh, I'm not going to. Let's go to uh, Tailgate? Tailgate Party, episode 7 of the final season of Succession. Uh, 
we can uh, start uh, with general impressions. Uh, explosive episode. Great, great fights throughout. Uh, Unbelievable last 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, very, very convinced at this point that Matson is going to have Greg fire Tom. That's a that's a popular popular theory, and also you think Madsen's going to get the company. Yes. No shit. I don't even know how. There's no way anymore. He, he, he so the board but now has a compelling reason not to take the deal. One because it's on the company's on a good trajectory. The stock price is up after the Kendall's stellar performance. But also half the consideration for the deal is share consideration, and Madsen's been cooking the books. I think it's well. I think it's election episode. I think everything's about to change. Let's get to. Uh, well, let me just go to. Uh, let's just go. I'll go through the, like some of the recap. Um, one day before the presidential election, Shiv and Tom prepare to host the Roy's traditional pre-election party for business and political insiders of their apartment. Matson declines the invitation. Kendall learns from Rava that their daughter, Sophie, felt threatened by an encounter with an ATM viewer. The siblings meet at lunch to plan Logan's funeral. Kendall and Roman get Shiv's permission to invite Nate to the party, hoping to use his bipartisan connections with lawmakers to amass a regulatory push against Gojo's acquisition of Raystar. After her brothers leave, Shiv calls Matson and demands his presence at the party to prevent her brothers from sabotaging the deal. Uh, so that was the beginning of the episode. The one thing, uh, one part of the episode that I thought got overshadowed but was a fucking fantastic scene and very, very, very revealing is Kendall and Rava's interaction. Uh, slash open fight in front of the coffee shop where Kendall basically parrots mini Logan Roy talking points about why he's actually a good absentee father. Yeah. Like, I mean, now looking back on it, you think very, I mean, it's very important, especially I think for what's going to happen with the election and their role in it. Um, but yeah, like in, in an entire season's worth of very dramatic moments, it was very calm and casual until like you realize like what those implications could be going forward. Um, I think, uh, they're putting, I like that they're putting little breadcrumbs for Logan's funeral, which I'm curious whether that's going to be the second to last episode or the last episode. Um, I don't think it's going to yeah. be the next one or no, what I think they like, just... next one's election. Next one's yeah. election night. Yep. yep. So and that's protests that's... in the street and the the family at odds again. The the siblings at odds. I uh, I definitely did think it was you can't. It was very like interesting. Uh, Shiv is trying to sabotage her brothers now after they have fucked her over, which has just been a ring around the rosy of fuckery. It seems like uh in general throughout the series it's more funny that any of them ever trust each other at all in the first place at this point um here's a I, let's go on to this next scene this was one of my favorite tom has greg lay off hundreds of atn employees before arriving at the party which is i think that was an iconic scene in my opinion it was super funny um and tom being very chill in the beginning of it and then like telling him to like wrap it up and like giving him the the fake fuck like oh yeah great and but just and like, greg 
very composed very um like very tech um level of indifference i just thought it was also the uh it was very perfectly done how then this episode right after you see how tom reacts to the thought of losing his job and how he everything the world is crashing down it's such an important thing and uh oh that was so that was so beautifully done mostly in that you can really tell that he is a piece of shit and that any person that only feels something when it happens to them personally you're a bad human you're like a fucking piece of shit and tom is he is based on the way he uses power dynamics and treats other people poorly and for many reasons in this episode but i loved that reaction how greg handled it it felt uh very uh relevant um i here's uh another like cool subplot here was uh roman learns connor's polling numbers are redirecting support for mencken attempts to convince connor drop drop out of the race offering him an ambassadorship under mencken's administration uh the ambassadorship to somalia which was like <laughs> they literally brainstormed what's the most insulting thing. It was it's so funny that this guy's like a far right like Nazi essentially, and he's still he's clearly and he and he doesn't want to offer Connor anything. <laughs> <laughs> like he has all these other people lined up. The uh, slows are a no go. Yeah, uh, I think uh, there's a uh, so. Uh, Matson ends up coming to the party, appears in the middle of Kendall's speech. Uh, Shiv takes Matson to network with guests. He implies to Nate that Tom will be fired from his leadership of ATN. Uh, it was very fucking funny when uh, it's mentioned that Tom's going to be fired and Shiv is just like. <laughs> <laughs> she just like makes us a fr- like, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, Kendall attempts to enlist Nate's help in helping regulatory case, regulatory case against Gojo, uh, offering to temper ATN's coverage of Nate's candidate, Daniel Jimenez, who should he win. Nate, however, is uncomfortable accepting a bribe and leaves the party. Uh, this was actually Nate, uh, especially on the message boards and everything else, probably one of the most hated characters in the wider succession universe. And I think the writers knew that. And they were like, how can we make Nate actually seem like one of the most well-adjusted characters in the show? And they give him that, this moment where basically Kendall and him are kingmakers. It's Shiv's ex-boyfriend and they're shooting the shit. And he, and then at some point Nate's like, Hey, we don't need to be the evil white guys who control the world. That's essentially what he says. <laughs> and that's like a very devastating thing you could say to Kendall. You, what was the exact line? It was something like, you're not Logan and I'm not uh, something else. And, it was his, the old candidate. What was it? Yeah. The guy with the gray curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't think of his name. That Sorry, guy. He's gone. Who cares? Said Let's go with uh, Gary. Gone. Gail? He, is he dead? Glenn? It's not Glenn. He's not, uh, I don't think he's dead. I think he's just it, gone. Well, he's Kevin dead Spacey. from this conversation we're talking about. It's not Kevin Spacey. That's our Oscar correspondent. Kendall and Roman learn from other their relationship with Matson is, in fact, the least of his scandals. She reveals that he outsourced most of Gojo's code despite claiming that it was written himself. His public persona largely PR-constructed. 
and that he has grossly inflated a company's subscriber count in India. Matson admits the latter to Shiv, but believes the scandal will perish amidst the high-profile acquisition. Uh, so this is clearly Matson uh, being a fraud. Elon Musk, sort of analogous. He, I think, like they wrote Matson with Elon Musk in mind, but Skarsgård is just way fucking cooler, even while trying to be lame than Elon yep. Musk on his best day. Uh. Here's, like, one thing I will say, though, about the, like, how they've shown Matson that I think is interesting, and I'm trying to figure out whether it's just, like, this season they've shown him a little more erratic, it feels like, versus, like, I rewatched the episode where him and, uh, when Logan visits him with, uh, Roman, and, like, the villa and everything else, and, like, in that conversation Matson is like feels a little higher and is like feels like he's operating at a higher intelligence in a way that he's not this season i'm not sure if you guys know what i'm talking about or no like- i do i think the first episode Matson was in this season he came off a little bit better too and i think part of the reason for that is kendall is somewhat growing into the role a little bit and they're dumbing down Madsen in order to try to reflect that. Yeah, maybe that's... Yeah, I think it's like a comparative he, lens helps. And he knows everything he has is fake? Like, well, not everything, just some of it. <laughs> good chunk yeah. of it? He knows good he can't chunk. buy the company. He knows Material chunk. Uh, his code's bullshit. His uh, entire... Code tech valuation is trash like he's he's becoming unhinged yeah i mean potentially uh, <laughs> i don't know it's uh anyway i thought that was like that was an interesting that was an interesting little part uh roman uh roman finds jerry and apologizes for fire passing off as an overreaction but for your, she refuses to return to waystar having already negotiated a hefty severance agreement that includes a long-term pr narrative written in her favor she threatens to sue roman and publicize the explicit photos he sent her if her demands are not if uh, her demands are not met connor uh, tells Roman he will not be dropping out. Oh, if, if her demands are not met, Connor then tells Roman he will not be dropping out of the presidential race. This was like a literal one-two of Roman getting punched in the dick really, really hard. Um, or his micro dick. Um, like first, <laughs> uh, the Jerry scene. It's this was clearly been building for a while. Although I did think it was interesting how she seemed a little heartbroken in a way it wasn't uh, it wasn't like it was just telling him off but it was but there was like a sense of the way she left and said i could have taken you there was i thought was very very powerful i think it's because she knows she could have she's like looking around the room and everyone else around her does not have her cunning or intelligence including madsen now and she's like you know we really could have done it and you had to blow if he it. Was just, if he had just been a meat puppet, that's all he needed to be. All he needed like, to do was just be a figurehead. Let Jerry run the show, and he could have been CEO, and everyone would have been happy. Uh, and, I mean, as as close as she was to Logan, like, she – I think she empathizes with Roman. Um, and, and I obviously, they have a very fucked up relationship. But there there is a – don't. don't – it's not, like, motherly, but it is motherly. Like, I mean, she – she took care of him. She she brought him along on stuff. 
Yeah, I that mean, was like, why Logan asked her, asked him to fire her, like because of that relationship. I will say it's been like moving along, progressing, like the the pictures and everything else. It's been moving along slowly, but it does seem clearly with the timing and also Kendall saying already pushing out his other siblings saying uh i love them but i'm not in love with them one one crown so to speak uh roman has been entirely flippant about this this whole time as soon as he had a sniff of pa- that's one thing he's done that uh the other siblings don't do as much as with the if he has any power over anyone he flexes it immediately he, he doesn't need yep. he doesn't want to be friends he wants to fucking be happy. And this is what's going... I think this is what's going to get him entirely cut out. And this is going to be what, like, splits up the family. I think that... I think Succession ends with, like, all the siblings never talking to each other again, right? Uh, I think that's how yeah, it has to... Yeah, he's gonna... And, he's, he's obviously making the hard right turn. Um, this, they're gonna sacrifice Roman at, like, uh, by the end of this, I believe. This will all be released. Uh, he'll be he'll be let go of the company. Uh, all these things. I, yeah, I and the firing comes... of Jerry that he did. Uh, Kendall might not respect that as much as he did. Or uh, be, yeah, I could see that. That's he what I think would happen. Shave already backstabbed. I, yeah, it's just like, but there's a, never any consequences in this. But that just seems like a logical ending for Roman. Is just he gets cut at he he gets cut out. He gets hit close to the sun and he gets cut out. It it all explodes for him very quickly. And they and they put in the part about the funeral and talking at the funeral. Um, and it's pretty clear, I think, to anyone watching that none of the kids want to actually be the one to talk. Uh, and Sh- and Shiv and <clears throat> Kendall are happy that Roman finally volunteers to do it um, because I think it's going to I think that's like the moment where it's going to tear him apart this relationship with his dad and uh, you know he still hasn't grieved it's every single thing weighs on him at this point and like it's he's a ticking time bomb basically it didn't it didn't uh it didn't read that way to me. I thought it was one of the, I thought it was sort of one of those, I thought it felt to me almost like all of them wanted to do it in like an aw shucks way. Like Connor certainly wanted to do it, but no one wanted to say that they wanted to do it. <laughs> well, they Connor, wanted someone of course, else. wants to do it. I think they wanted someone else to say you should do it, but there's no leader in the family now. That was my read on it. Maybe. <clears throat> like, uh, so amazing. But, uh, I think. I, no as one's going to ask Connor, the con man to do it, though. So, uh, and then the other part we didn't talk about was just Connor telling Roman to fuck off, essentially, when Roman just dis- just leaves all the pretense. Roman had been insulting him the whole time. Yes. And then he just, just straight up loses it, and you see, as we have several, several times this season, the worst of Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he had like a few moments very early on, and I think he was on like this trajectory where I think people were finally rooting for him. And now, uh, I mean, I I think that's all out the window at this point. Uh, I'm still interested. I still think it's interesting that he hasn't had any scenes with the far right political leader that he had all the sexual tension with yet. I'm still waiting on that because that's So, so much of that stuff is being left unsaid, which is interesting. The fact that he's the uh, the fact that he's the direct and this is very interesting the fact that he's the direct line to the making campaign and not tom 
that's weird yeah. right theoretically um but let's see uh of course the now we have the tom and ship balcony scene uh which is unreal uh but tom thomas ship talked privately on the balcony where he chastises her for allowing rumors of, of his firing to spread throughout the party shiv insists that it was merely a move to appease shareholders ahead of the acquisition, but confides her fear that Matson's many scandals jeopardize her family's future. Tom claims Shiv will survive because of her opportunism, prompting a vicious argument between the two about their marriage. Um, and this is a highlight of the show, probably a top, I think everyone would agree, like a top five scene in the series. It's been yeah, building very up, good. building up, yeah. Unreal. Um, and I, I guess the the burgeoning you know re re uh blooming of the relationship fed very nicely into this moment yeah because there was still so much contempt from both sides clearly team tom or team shift i'm i'm team neither yeah team but neither team, i don't think I'm you're team, not the question like, with it I'm team no we're taking sides now on this podcast none of that you gotta choose who's in the wrong who's in the right stand for um, something or stand for nothing I'll I'll take sh- I'll I'll be team Shiv still, but like, man, uh, very, very like very irredeemable characters. I'll do. Uh, I'm team uh, dude whose wife asked for an open relationship on his wedding night. Uh, for the rest, uh, for forever. That's like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like that's team when the, Tom for sure. Shiv is way that's worse. That's on the ground. Well, no, I don't. Th- but that's. But this is also like there. No, the point is. But I think by very by virtue of asking who's in the right, who's in the wrong, it's like you're completely losing the point of all of this, which is just they're fucking terrible people who are terrible to each other because they're both broken. Tom is every bit as broken. No, as Tom. Is. Tom's as broken, but he's more. Bro- he's broken in an extremely honest way when he says that what he cares about is money and power. And everyone knows that. Shiv knows that. He's in love with money. He's in love with power. He's made terrible decisions because he cares about things that one shouldn't care about as their primary thing. Shiv, on the other hand, uh, backstabs, lies, and uses Tom to throw him under the bus whenever possible as is her personal ragdoll. She is way more emotionally abusive to Tom than Tom is to her. When Tom sent the scorpion, I legitimately didn't think Tom or my impression was Tom did not think that that would be viewed as insulting because he knew what Shiv does to him and probably thought Shiv was more self-aware than she apparently is with how she treats Tom. Uh, Shiv's lying to herself. Maybe he shouldn't have given her a scorpion. That was a bad gift. Uh, I, I don't, definitely a weird. bad gift, but I don't think the intentionality for it to be viewed that way was there. I just uh, like, I, I don't buy I don't buy the love like I don't I don't buy that Tom ever even thought he was in love with Shiv um, like clearly I they think were Tom was each other for what I think Tom wanted. absolutely was in love with Shiv but couldn't decouple that feeling from in lo- being in love with her as a person versus being in love with what Shiv represented for him and he I was just, confused with that he needs to work that through that with his therapist. The last time we did podcast promos, we like use little snippets from the podcast, and I think I'm just gonna use us defining what love actually means in a relationship. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast where we discuss what love truly means in an honest and committed relationship. Uh, 
No, um, I don't think I I don't think either of them are incorrect. I think their reasons for loving each other were circumstantial, but reasons people love each other are often circumstantial. I think a lot of the things about But what's their Shiv's reason? Put into words. I just did Tom. What is what? Shiv's reason for loving Tom? Security. Shiv's reason Well, no, she always Security? talks about that no, but she always mentions she that wants when something she, easy. Like she well, wants she something that, that like when she, she can met, do whatever she wants, but like he's always there. I just like he's like a little well, puppy. Well, you, I, I think it was already just like touched on that. It's all about like a lot of these, like a lot of times relationships are like when you meet someone. And Shiv often says that when she met Tom, she was in a really bad place. It's not ever really described why, but Tom clearly extremely great on paper as she says extremely all american and uh in theory someone who her dad would approve of because of all of those things even though he didn't at all like he's someone that on paper uh should be perfect uh of course that's the person you marry he's not the person you that you saw the people she messed around with and you saw the person she married i don't think it's very hard to parse like yeah how it so happened. she was never in love with tom that's that's my point okay I think she was in love with what Tom, and I think Could several represent. people. No, yeah, I don't Tom think she was in love with that. What, I think what she would settled Tom, for that. I I think no, she was in love with what marrying Tom represented outwardly, uh, which is that she has it together. She's successful. She's yeah, on the same path stable. as her father, uh, which is also why probably a lot of marriages happen in the first place. Which should all say why all I think like it's like a lot of people get married because of what it represents outwardly, not to each other. Uh, I think like there's a lot of themes that are like it's all escalated, of course, and they're all like worse people at different scales. But I think their relationship is just like, especially this fight. The reason why it resonated because it was very real. Especially telling telling her that she was too selfish to have a kid when she's pregnant is like a horrific thing. To yeah, say to, uh, and uh, like, and and I mean that's like that. what that's what sets this show apart. I I feel like from you know, everything else we've ever seen is like every other show would have her drop like, well, I'm pregnant instead. Mm-hmm. Like it's still, it's still hers. Like she, I mean, she's going to use that at which, the wor- like an even worse possible time, which makes me wonder, do you think she got a sperm donor? <laughs> no, Maybe. I, d- I don't, but like, but wouldn't that be sick? I think wouldn't it's Tom's. <laughs> Wouldn't that be I sick, think, though? Like, I think it's very. I know that's Tom, too so. that's too soap opera, but if I was this way too a that's telenovela. Dios uh, mío! And uh, the sperm donor was Roman. So the, the we can we need to wrap this up, guys. We're just but it was it's great TV. So we can go to the end. Uh, Kendall, meanwhile, privately suggests to Frank that Waystar uh, by Gojo with him as sole CEO. Roman offers to deliver the eulogy at Logan's funeral to his siblings. Uh, and then... Where the, uh, where the fuck was Carl? I guess he wasn't invited. He's not one of the 40 most important people. Why did the CFO be there? Fucking dickhead. Um, he, I his do renaissance think, over. Well, I can understand why maybe, like... Yeah, why, they didn't, why Kendall wouldn't want to hang out. Because uh, he, like, <laughs> almost ripped his dick <laughs> off. But I think, he's like... ready to destroy him. <laughs> I, so here's a couple so two loose ends i'm interested in heading into these like last three episodes especially now that we know where the chess pieces are shiv might have tied herself to uh Matson and is regretting it uh and when i keep in mind that like every episode it seems like the dynamics and who's doing well kind of shifts 
Uh, Kendall, he's doing well, but he's about to betray his siblings, and they both know about this murder um, that he did. Is this going to come back? Is I don't think the murder comes yet? back. All right. That's Man. all I'm asking. That's... But, well, no, I just think I think the point of the murder is that play... like, rich people do shitty things and can get away with stuff. Not everything has to be used as a political chit. I agree with that, but I also could see Ken being like, Roman, you showed, we, there's, she's threatening to release all these pictures of your dick, and then he says, well, you murdered a kid, and that's an interesting stalemate, isn't it? <laughs> I, I could see getting proof. thrown out in conversation like that, but not actually being threatened to be used. Uh, that makes sense. Another, another thing I'm thinking about, and I'm not sure if there's a clear answer, is... Does Pierce still exist, or are they just not doing the Pierce thing, or what's the deal? Because they need to sell in order to get Pierce. Is is it just they're, like they're not buying gonna... every? They're buying everything now. Money is just. It doesn't matter. Money's meaningless. Right. It's a social construct. Just print down, uh, print out that trillion dollar coin, baby. Let's go. So, the, so the answer is you guys have no idea either. And the last one, the last like chess piece or person, I'm very interested in, and I have a feeling, especially if the funeral is the, the last head. episode, or the second last, not the studio head, Marsha. Marsha has uh, not yeah, appeared still, in a while. She's still around. They just the the kids very flippantly said, "Oh fuck her." Uh, funeral. You think Marsha's just gonna? maybe stand for the kids just yeah i guessing when they say fuck her she's probably just gonna do nothing right she's just gonna listen like that seems like a very obvious like i'm curious to see because she she came in when logan died and acted like she's gonna it, sell that, the residential suite for well, the play was that well i think like one of the most in, one of the most like crazy lines was like the very uh, for, like first few episodes of the season of the series when Logan gets hospitalized and Marsha says like I'm his next of kin I'm his proxy and is like very direct in a way uh, she's fucking savvy so I'm curious I don't think I think she has some say in these next few episodes and potentially very interesting say that's just one thing I think and her son still works at the at ATN right he, he was cute um who knows? Head of Parks or? Good looking cat. Good looking <laughs> he's cat. He's still out there. Yeah. That's, he seemed nice too. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we, let's do predictions for the next episode, election night. Um, so apparently Matthew McFadden said this is the most shocking episode of the season. All right. Uh, and it's, I mean, we all watched Logan die three hours ago, so. So Nate really Silver, know. Nate Silver gets it completely wrong, shocker, and Connor ends up as president. <laughs> Menk, I think Menk is that knows. outside of Nate's error bands. <laughs> yeah, probably. Connor State. Connor steals like a Ala- Connor steals Alaska. Uh, Connor winning one man. state would be awesome. Actually, they should do that. Part of me thinks. Part of it's me ranked voting, it's- isn't it? Part of me thinks it won't have anything to really do with who wins because I, I think they're just setting up that it doesn't matter that much who the president is to these people. It's basically the same. Like at least Kendall's uh, like 
approach of it was kind of like, oh, the libtards or the Nazis? Which one do you want to... <laughs> and for rich people, like, I thought, especially that's what made this episode sneakily, it was just, like, kind of chilling, where it's just like, hey, we pretend like we don't like each other, but we're really the people who are important, and all it's all True. these other fucking yeah, idiots. We're all in the room, and we're all communicating. people in the world who have to worry about this stuff. That was what the party's for, right? Like, uh... Essentially, yes. Uh, to pay that's homage. Why, but that's also power. why... But yeah, Kendall tried to make a... Well, why do you think Kendall was in the mood to make bribes there? Like, that's what happens at the like at those places. So I think, like, that was very telling and, like, a cool backdrop for this episode. But uh, that's all. Do you guys have any sort of last predictions or thoughts before heading, heading out? I was pretty fired up to see the callback to uh, the vineyard that Tom invested in and it being complete <laughs> the shit. The shitty wine. Oh, yeah, that was so good. Um, and then the it's end a, of it where he's like, I'm going, I'm going to bed. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm serious. Bye. Man, Tom's about to have another night of horrible sleep, and now he's going to have to go to the election for a network that's going to fire him and he knows he's going it's like this is gonna be yeah this is gonna be electric i'm excited i wonder yeah. if he just jumps out a window that'd be great that might be yeah there it. should be some fireworks i don't they know they haven't done death, anything like, like that they really haven't done anything like that no it's the type of show the it's like a rare show where they were like seeing something like that happen because they haven't literally done nothing like that it would be so shocking yeah, like it's early Game of Thrones. Like you don't know, the the pieces are in place. <laughs> Who strikes? Sure, man. We talked way too long about Succession this week, boys. But it was fucking good. It was fucking. Good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs>